Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on October 21st, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. Don't set sail using someone else's star. Again, don't set sail using someone else's star. And that's an old um, African proverb. So I thought about this this quote or this proverb this morning when I was watching um, just a, a few different series of videos on uh, photography, marketing, and just all different stuff coming through my uh, YouTube stream, my YouTube uh, subscription stream and what's new and what's, what's trending and stuff like that. And one thing I noticed, I noticed like with, with, it's almost hard to find an industry that there's not a reality TV show for. Because a lot of, uh, when I was looking at these, stri- when I was, I just got back from, uh, from vacation slash art show. And, you know, when I, when I go out of town, I get, to, I watch, you know, cable TV. And just like every year, uh, you know, I get to see these these uh, reality shows that I didn't even know existed, never heard of them. And so I came across this one. Uh, I don't even know the name of it, but it, but it's this husband and wife team. And they I think they do like um, it's, it's on, I think it's on HGTV, but they do like renovations. But they're a couple, and I, I guess that's what's, you know, it seems like now the trend is uh, these teams, like teams of people, like couples, or like even if it's not couple, like siblings or something like that, go in and, uh, you know, they have these reality shows together. But this couple, I can't remember their name, have no idea of their names, but when I, I uh, YouTube them, I mean, I Googled them, when I when I watched it, so now of course they're on my recommendations, just like a lot of other stuff. When I was there, that I when I was you know watch TV, I, I a lot of times I start looking up stuff because I a lot of times I have no patience, so I'm like googling to see hey, okay how did this shit end right, and so I looked these people up, and now um, as I was watching it, someone made the comment um, about. You know about doing something like that, and as you guys know, I own real. I owned um, a triplex, and like I'm on my what third home, and, uh, and you know we had my wife and I had rental property, and you know when you watch these reality shows, they make it seem so. Um, they make it seem so fun and easy. They don't show. Like, like in this case, in, in, in with some shows they show the drama. Some shows they overhype and make drama. But then some shows they don't show what's real. You know, they just they just miss all the reality of 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 what's really going on behind the scenes. And you see a lot of that in these HGTV shows. They want to make things seem a little bit more optimistic than it really is. I mean. You know, optimism is something you have yourself, but they make them seem like you can't go wrong. 
And I know a lot of people who just off the basis of these reality shows try to go into like either flipping or buying investment properties and stuff like that. And they pretty much got their asses handed to them because they they were going in going into it for the wrong reason. They were they were looking at these reality shows and not just real estate, not just real estate. Uh, the the cake making shows, the uh, the storage auction shows. I know people who went into a lot of these things, and it, it just didn't happen the way they thought it was going to happen because it, it it may not even been something they wanted to go into, but they thought, hey, these people are making it look easy. You know, I, I buy stuff off eBay. I, I like going to Goodwill. I like going to a, a garage sale. So maybe I can do that. And this, when anytime you take something like that, which which is like a hobby, and and you turn it into a business, it's a totally different world. I, I learned that the hard way with photography. You know, and 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 uh, I'm telling you from experience. You know, I would watch. Um, I, I think at the time when I when I started doing portraits, you know, I didn't start out with wedding photography. I started doing like portraits, um, like I wanted to do. Well, I didn't want to do, want to do. I was trying to do like uh, fashion model portfolios, and it was based off like watching stuff like American Idol. You know, like when the photographer would come in and do the shoes and just make it look so easy and stuff like that. And I, I can't remember. There was another show. I thought that was another show like that at the time but I, I started like I started off photography doing landscapes you know that's that's why I got that's what I wanted to do in photography I, I never wanted to do portraits or anything like that but when I wanted to turn it into a business I knew that landscape would be harder you know what I mean like well, like, what can you do? You sell your pictures? I, I did that, though. I, I, I sold my art, my um, my prints at crafts and art shows and stuff, and I did that. But it wasn't anything I could make a full-time uh, go at it, you know? So I said, okay, well, what's the next? What what what? Who needs pictures? And and at the time, um, I was on this, I was on this web forum, and um, and a lot of people were talking about starting out doing. Like time for prints, you know, TFTs or time like you know later became time for CDs, to where you you trade your time to build up a portfolio. You know, you you and your you and the model sort of like trade. So I started doing that to build up a portfolio, a portfolio. And as I was doing it, I, it wasn't even something I like to do. You know what I mean? Like so I was trying to I was trying to do something because I was seeing uh, photographers like. Uh, Matthew Jordan Smith, you know, uh, uh, is it Nigel Barker? I think he actually has a reality show coming out. Photographers like that, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do that stuff. Well, I did want to do that stuff, but I, I sort of thought I could do it. I thought like that's the way to make money in photography. And you know, my what my world got turned upside down. You know, it's like it I, it took something that I actually enjoyed doing it doing and then turned to something else and that's how i ended up with uh doing weddings you know sort of the same reason but weddings kind of came to me like you know i had i had a friend that wanted me to do his weddings it, it, just based off 
my other I had never done a wedding never done a wedding but he you know he wanted me to do his wedding so to, to prepare for his wedding I started shooting weddings because his wedding was you know like a year off so I started doing like small weddings in the meantime and then I actually enjoyed weddings but turned it into a business was the hard part so I started looking at these big-time wedding photographers and I was trying to again instead of just like looking at their processes and, and sort of molding my business with it. I mean, cause that's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to find somebody that's done it and then mold your business around it. But my, but the thing, the, the way I was setting my sail with someone else's star is I wasn't putting into it the thing that I liked about it. You know what I mean? So the reason why, the reasons I like doing weddings in my way I was trying to get that out of the system because it didn't fit into these other systems that I was looking at, if that makes any sense. So it's like, I like doing weddings. You know, when I started doing it, even though it was something I never thought I would do, but when I started doing them, I, I, I actually liked doing it. So I was like, well, let me turn this into a business. And then I started finding, finding these systems, but the systems didn't jive with the way I did my wedding photography or the thing that I liked about doing with a photography. That makes sense. So I tried to I tried to implement these systems that didn't jive with, with, with me, and that's what turned into hating it. So it's not that you, you shouldn't model uh, someone that's successful, someone that's done it before you, but you have to remember the thing that got you into whatever it is in the first place. You, you have to inject that into whatever system it is you're gonna follow, whatever, whatever model, whatever plan, whatever strategy you're gonna use, you have to inject the thing that got you to do it or the thing that you actually like about it. Yeah, you, there's gonna be a tons of shit that you don't like, that you don't like to do, especially when you turn it into a business. There's gonna be tons of stuff you don't like. So you gotta keep the thing that you like, you gotta find some way, some kind, some way to put that in there. And um, and that's what this 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 made me think about, you know. And I, I I'm always trying to reflect on things I've done that I actually like, but I, I ended, I was like, why did I stop it? And then I you know, it always come back to me. I'm I never blame anything else. Even when someone else tries to blame something, something else. Like I I, I talked to someone the other day about uh about you know real estate agents and stuff like that and you know we were we were discussing now this person wasn't uh was in the mortgage business um and then you know you know he was he was actually trying to give me excuses you know like saying like yeah the uh yeah the market kind of plummet i'm like no that's that wasn't it i'm like i came in while the market was was going down the tubes you know, I, I mean, I came in right before the the banking situation, and I actually made it through that. You know, I, I made it through that. I, I, that wasn't even a problem. And then he was, and, you know, he was just coming up. I was like, no, that wasn't it at all. I, I didn't know exactly what my problem was. My problem was me. My problem was uh, me trying, me and not me not wanting to do everything it took to become to actually not to become successful 
but to maintain that success success and get bigger the same thing that happened in my and like like i said i know i keep bringing it up but the same thing that, that happened in my uh photography business and i keep mentioning those too because those are the two biggest things uh my my two biggest solo type things you know i mean i've done a lot of small stuff even you know i still have some stuff going on now but as far as big things those were the two biggest things and um and the reason i failed at both of them were it's the, the exact same reason it was the, it was the same reason that i failed at both of them. it wasn't anything different i did I, I i took the same problems i had from one and not um not fixing it and took it to the other so that was my fault um but it wasn't until like the second one that i actually that i actually not realized it but that i actually came out of denial about it so so yeah so you know you you can you can follow someone's lead you can follow someone's lead you can you can you can clone a process you can you know mimic a process um you can model you know uh but if you take yourself out of it wholeheartedly then you're just following someone else's thing too much you know it's going to get to a point to where you're going to be like where, where am i where am i in this system you, you know where to be found um, and, and that's when you know that's when that wake-up call is going to happen and it, it has nothing to do with how financially successful you are you can be financially successful but then be miserable and then wondering why and chances are it's going to be because you left yourself yourself out of the equation the thing that made what you do you you left it out of, out of the equation even though the your your business is running smooth uh, you know the money's coming in everything you got customers you got clients you doing everything you following that you're cloning that system to a T to where it's working out but once you feel that nudge of like why am I not happy now why you know why why am I still miserable maybe you need to look at your own start and then you know figure out okay I got this thing rolling now let me put myself into it um, so that's what I'm taking to my neck, my next venture. That's the thing that I'm, I'm remembering, like, you know, why I failed and why it didn't, why I got to a point to where it was just like, I was just stuck and couldn't figure out what, you know, what was going on. So, all right, next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, so the craft show, the, the art show went, went good. Um, this was the, this was one of the first years that we said we we my wife and I said we weren't going to overstock because we didn't want to be bringing back a lot of stuff and then of course what what happens when you do that you you run out of stock and that's the biggest thing when you're dealing with apparel when you're dealing with apparel um, especially kids apparel because that's what we do, kids apparel. It's always it always comes down to the sizes. You you know you you have to figure out. And we've been doing it long enough to where we know how many runs of what size we're gonna need. But we wanted to we just wanted to test it a little bit, and then have the the major ones on hand, and then see what happened. 
And sure enough, the major ones sold out. And but 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 we had some little stragglers. I mean, like the the major ones sold out like quicker than normal. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Cause we had those set, and then we we had like you know two of two or three of these like little straggler sizes. And and normally it would be we would have a full run equally of almost everything. And then if we had to bring some stragglers back, you know, oh, oh well, you know, we there's just some we won't have to print anymore. It's almost like when you're gonna stock triple X shirts. Like I, I stock I, I stock one one brand of shirt in triple X, and I I keep like two or three of each color of you know of each color each cut. And at, at first I didn't stock any. I, well, one I used to stock one color. Oh no, two color black and white. And then as I started getting more and more colors of the other sizes, people were like. Well, why can't I get a triple X in this? And then what I was doing was, I would say, okay, you can have a triple X in that, but you have to pay more. And and I don't know, man. Like those those shirts do actually cost more, but still, even even with the cost, for me, just to order one offs of of a shirt, it's like it's it's not cost effective at all. So I started just to have. Uh, like the main color black and white the main colors uh which are black and white i have two or three of those triple x on hand and then like one or two of like other other colors and so that's that's sort of the thing we took with the kids clothes you know we would have like an 18 month or something like that just like one or two but then this year um people wanted bigger sizes now usually with holiday shows People don't really want, you know, it's, it's usually they want like the onesies and stuff, you know, the, the small kids, the toddlers. But this year it seemed like they, it seemed like we, we could have had on hand some bigger sizes. Um, but you know, it's like one of those things you live and you learn. You can't, you know, you can't know. It was, it was a risk of overstocking and then having to haul all that stuff back or selling out. And you know, and we, we sold out. Um, so you know that's just something we'll, we'll take for next year and and plus that was a show that me and my wife have we, we haven't physically done in a few years um we had a show previous to that that previous week that my mother-in-law did on her own that we shipped stuff we shipped our product out to and um you know we we pretty much had that one down we we uh we stocked that one pretty good and that was really no no lag in between sizes and, and nothing that anyone wanted like not not a lot of people wanted in particular extra you know like we used to go out, out of our way when someone wanted like one off size you know uh when when we're in town doing shows we can do that we can just say hey you're gonna be here tomorrow especially if it's a two-day show we can say be here tomorrow i have it for you or uh, if they're local they pay for it then we ship it to them but you know, we were out of town. We, you know, I just told my wife we just kind of decided, yeah, we're not gonna worry about that. If, if we out of something, we're gonna just say we out of something. We're not gonna worry about taking the order and then shipping it. If it's if it's like a one-off. Now, if we, you know, I know we should have some sort of way of capturing these these things. Um, 
but you know it's one of those hindsight is 2020 things like every year we we say we want to uh have so, like a book or something to where we can capture these names and then they pay you know if they want it bad enough they'll pay for shipping which is you know if, if they were ordering it from amazon or jimboree.com or something like that they would have to well actually they wouldn't have to pay shipping if they had prime but you know what i mean but every year we we say we, we're going to do that and we don't it's just something that you know passes our mind and then the other thing we always say we're going to do is um incorporate our etsy etsy shop with the shows we haven't done that yet because etsy now uh you know they have it their app and you can actually sell stock from your etsy shop right at the show you know what i mean so um and that's something we haven't done yet uh some uh, you know i know i need to i need to work on or at least um the back stock the stuff they don't sell sell it on etsy like like the ones and twosie size you know just just have a on on the, on the Etsy shop just have something that like you know one size left and and you know you can't hurt the most you can the most you'll be out of is 20 cents if it doesn't sell 20 cents and that'll get a listing up for for like uh four months so that'll be the most that you're out of and I, you know I'm saying this stuff I'm saying this stuff and I haven't even implemented like it's like I don't it's not like I don't know it. I know it. I just I just haven't <laughs> implemented. Um, so, but this is this is stuff that's on the books, stuff that I'm, you know, working on uh, putting into progress. It's just that you know, just got back in town. Kind of, I haven't even been working out. I'm, I'm starting next back next week because I got some I got some softness to lose. But um, in, in addition to some other things, I, I man, I, I just got like I like I told you on the last podcast. Um, around this time of the year is when I start reflecting and see what what I'm what am I going to be doing in 2017. What am I like? What am I doing now that I'm also going to be doing in 2017, and what that I've been wanting to do that I'm going to be doing in 2017. That's you know. That's usually when I when I start reflecting, like the last quarter, and and usually because we always take vacations like last quarter, because our kids get a fall break, so we we tend to take vacations. Um, our second vacation, we take you know one around spring break. Sometimes we do one in summer. Sometimes we do like a staycation in summer, and then we do one in the fall. And then when you you know when you get away from everything, it's like stuff becomes more clear to you for some reason and i think that's why for a long time we never took vacation but once we started doing it i was like oh, okay i see why people do these now <laughs> but yeah you get to you get to get away from everything out of your out of your atmosphere of comfort and you start to see like the one other one biggest thing you see how other people live and then you can either gain inspiration for that from that or motivation to not do that. You know what I mean? Like you, you start to see like what you want for your family. And that they that actually starts to get you pumped. And um, you know, because you you're out of the things you're used to. You know, you come back home and you appreciate your stuff more. All the stuff you have, you you appreciate your house more, you appreciate your your old car more. 
you know, you appreciate things more um, when you when you are away from it. You know, you take it for granted when you just dare. You, you, you just have it like um, like, you know, all everything is new every two months. The new the newest thing is out. So you don't you, you people don't even get a chance to appreciate the thing they have, you know. So I think I'm done ranting. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com if you got questions, comments. Um, stay tuned to the channel. Wherever you can, you can rate it, rate it. Let me know. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, email, whatever. Let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. I'm, I'm winding down to the 100th episode. And that's where I'm going to decide. Am I going to create another podcast on something else? I'm going to stick to this. You know what? So, you know, I, I, I my goal was 100. I'm, I'm approaching that and I'm just trying to, you know, to see how can I sustain this and what is going to be the content. Because, you know, now I've just been I just been babbling. I've just been sort of putting putting stuff out there, keeping myself motivated. But now I'm getting to the point. I'm like, well, what can I offer people that they're going to actually get some use from, even though this is a free podcast, like. It has to be for something. Um, and maybe I just keep doing it for myself. Who knows? That's it. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This has been Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.